Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay, so we are officially live. Today is February 23rd, and this is Reflection Artist Live, episode number 63. And we have with us special guest Oscar Hernandez out of Ventura, California. He's been in business uh, for a little over four years now, 805 Detailing, um, and he's been involved in the industry for the same amount of time he's been in business. So he jumped right into it and spearheaded it with going through Rennie Doyle's detail and success training, along with getting involved with the International Detail Association and capturing those certifications, and then jumping right into a committee. So we want to see the fast track path that Oscar has taken, but we also want to get the background and story on how that all led up to it. So Oscar, thank you on behalf of Buff and Shine and myself for taking the time out of your day to join us on the podcast and let us know how you got started in the wonderful world of detailing. Hey, good morning. Thank you, Justin. And uh, thanks Buff and Shine for having me on here. It's always a pleasure to get on here live with you guys. Um, that's a little bit about my background. Um, obviously in Southern California, there's a lot of car shows out here. Kind of grew up in the lowrider community. My, my family had some classic cars. When I was growing up, I, mean, I remember I, see, I have pictures still up in my house, standing next to a 63 Impala when I was like seven, eight years old, you know, my aunt and uncle's car. And uh, I joined the Marine Corps right after high school, get out of here, you know, and do something different. And while I was in, say in about 2005, I got my first classic car it was a 63 Impala hardtop, super sport. Um, so that, you know, that previous Impala inspired you to get yeah, and it's yeah. funny because uh, my uncle had a 49 Chevy truck five window, and I actually bought a 49 Chevy truck five window. So I have both of my dream cars that were previously in my family. Not the same ones that were previously in my family's is what I grew up in is what I have now in my shop. Um, you know, so that's kind of nice. where it started with a love of for the cars and going to car shows as a kid with family. And out here, they got a big old car show in Pomona, California. We go out there and I mean, it's miles and miles of just classic cars and all this stuff. So that's kind of what drove me into the car scene. And then in the Marine Corps, it was kind of hard for me to work on my own car. So I just, I bought a car, just, you know, impulse buy. I bought it off another Marine from the East Coast. The car came from North Carolina and uh, I just took it to a shop. I set up an allotment. I said, start fixing it, you know, and uh, I took off to New York for about two years. And the two years that I was gone in New York, they were working in this car in Southern California. So when I came back, I got my 63 and it was like show ready, everything. Nice. And frame, that frame off far across the country, you were still able to yeah. keep up with what was going on with it, huh? Yeah, me and him had good communication, you know, uh, right. texting and pictures and asking if I did this or if I wanted that. And I was like, man, just strip it down, you know, and strip it down, down to the bare metal. Um, and this was probably about... 12 years ago when I got it. So I've had it for a while. I mean, it's, you know, and since then I've had my car, I, Southern California, I was stationed up in Minnesota for a while. I took my car up there, um, which is ironically where the IDA is at. I, I used to live, I didn't even know about the IDA back then, but uh, I was probably about four miles away from their office where I lived. And they got a huge car show out there in Minnesota and St. Paul. 
Um, it's called Back to the 50s. And they bring in about 10,000 cars in one weekend, you know, from all over the country. So always proud to say that my 63 was in that show two years in a row, you know. And uh, after that, I got, you know, moved back out to the West Coast and settled in the Ventura, California. So I, in a sense, I was always into detailing just my own car, you know, just not to the level where I'm at. Um, right now with the buffing, the polishing, but you know, that was, that was like my Saturday routine. You know, if we had a car show on Sunday, my whole Saturday, wake up, drink coffee, hit the gym, and then just go in the garage and start detailing my car, you know, engine and Q-tips and all this, getting all the chrome ready to go. Um, you know, and it wasn't until I got back to Southern California, that a detailer from uh, Santa Maria, uh, a good uh, friend of mine with uh, one-on-one detailing, he used to send me messages like, oh, you got throw marks, you got throw marks. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. My car looks clean. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm taking it out, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, yeah, he came down one day for a car show here on the West, uh, in Ventura. We have a, it's called Best of the West Lowrider Show. He came down and he polished up the 63 and the 49 truck and the truck placed second out of that whole car show. So it was pretty good. Dang. Um, yeah, he did a good job. And then that's kind of when it, where it started, you know, but I was already transitioning out of the Marine Corps at that time. And then I started looking into what was I going to do afterwards, you know, like what, what am I going to get into? If I was was your get... focus mainly with the Marine Corps and your job with the Marine Corps? Did you have an outside job as well? No, I, I was just Marine Corps, Marine Corps full-time, you know, just that full-time. But when I got out, um, I got out with some medical problems, you know, nerve damage to my legs, my arms. So I was very limited on what I can really get into. Um, having, you know, some, some injuries, prior injuries. So, you know, I got out and I started detailing um, with him for a little bit. And then I went to 3D Academy out here in Santa Clarita for five-day training. And then shortly after that, I heard about the IBA. I joined them. I did the CD testing online. Two, three months after that, I'm training up with Rennie and did the SV. And then right after that, I jumped in, like I said, I got on a committee. Uh, my biggest thing with the IDA was it, it took... <laughs> It took a while for me to get my certificate and I wanted to know why, because I was like so proud of it. And to this day, I mean, it's right here on my wall, but it just took a while. So I wanted to know why. So I started asking questions. Why does it take you? And, you know, they're like, hey, that's a great question. We get that a lot. Why don't you jump on this committee and help us out? And I'm like, great, let's do it. And yeah, I'm still involved, man. <laughs> you know, I got a, I got a phone call in about three hours with them about, you know, I'm on a committee right now with them still. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of how it went. And, you know, been kind of back and forth. I've interned twice with Rennie. I was just there two weeks ago doing the internship program with him. So I'm still involved with him and, and trying to help out as much as I can in the group. Um, and even with the IDA, I'm just trying to still grow within the IDA as an active board member for them going into my second year. Um, you know, I don't plan on leaving it after just two years. There's just so much that we can continue to keep doing and working together, you know, and building each other up and in a sense, building the industry up, you know. No, 100% agree. As far as that inspiration, I mean, where uh, I know you mentioned you had asked a bunch of questions, but where do you feel that that like really started to to fire that that passion up in regards to wanting to get more involved in the industry side? Because a lot of detailers, you know, they want to just stay focused on their business and put their energy into their business and and don't you know understand how to maybe focus or redirect energy or where they find that. How did how did that come out for you? Um, I think just growing up um, in this area, you know, we're going to say we weren't, we're definitely not rich. You know, I don't come from a rich family. I, I come from, you know, my mom, uh, she had, you know, I seen her work two, three jobs at a time, you know, cleaning houses and being a waitress at night just to get through, 
um, and just kind of the, the work that she built behind me and, you know, not, not just being handed things down. I've always had to work for what I got. And when I joined the military, you know, when I went to the Marine Corps, that was kind of the reason why of I wanted to do something other than just get two or three jobs just to survive out here. So in the Marine Corps, I, I used to run the Toys for Tots programs in Rochester, New York, Twin Cities, Minnesota, and here in Ventura County. And that really opened up my eyes to the need of the community. You know, we collect toys from the local community, but those, those toys stay here. And a lot of nonprofits, they, you know, they collect money, but it goes to the East Coast, to the West Coast, it goes to headquarters. So we always pride ourselves in the Marine Corps that the toys we collected in our backyard stayed in our backyard. We're collecting toys in Ventura. They're going to kids here right in our neighborhoods in Ventura. So I think coming out, I already had that in me and I was already involved with that nonprofit. And I knew a lot about how nonprofits operate. Um, and another, you know, one other thing that I do is I host car shows now for nonprofits. I make nothing out of it. You know, it, it all goes back hundred percent proceeds that what we do go back to these nonprofits that we pick out here in Ventura County. Um, and a lot of it is just finding something that's near and dear to your heart and, and giving back to it, you know, and, and the IDA, I, when I first heard about it, I see it as a pride of belonging. And again, that comes from Marine Corps. You know, we build that pride. We're proud to be Marines. I'm proud to be part of the IDA. That's just how I say it, you know. We wanted all well-rounded Marines. I like to have well-rounded detailers, you know, just not a good, someone that can detail, but are you good in business? Are you good in marketing? You know, are you good in sales? So I think just that, that's kind of like the background of where I come from as far as giving back is it just in me to just give back. And that's, that's mostly what I focus my business on, believe it or not. I spend a lot of time in my community, a lot of time doing these car shows, you know, it's, it's not easy. I do work, you know, a lot of people ask Oscar, how do you do it? You know, and I just, I come in, I work, I take time and go to the gym. I go on hikes when I get frustrated and I find no way out, you know, I, I get out in nature and then I come back and I sit up behind the computer and I just work it, you know, there's always a way, there's always a way. I don't watch too much TV, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't even have cable. <laughs> so it sounds like basically that, you know, that was a vision that, that, that you had seen that they had or that was existing with the IDA. And so and with it being nonprofit, that was, you know, something that you were already familiar with. So you just fell right into place with finding that to be a, a shared vision to say that you can yeah. help and, you know, move forward. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of guys, you know, the, the first question is like, why should I join the IDA? You know, what can the IDA do for me? And, I, you know, I always tell them, it's like, what can you do for the IDA? What do you yeah. have to bring to the table that's going to make it better and make us a stronger industry? Well, then that's, that's, I've noticed, you know, when you go on and I'm on a lot of social media groups and I do a lot of watching and reading, I don't really chime in. I just don't want to find myself in a um, sticky position to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, <a> battle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do, the, I do the same. I watch, I read, but I don't chime in because a lot of the stuff it's like, you know, you're not yeah. going to change people's minds. You're not, no, and that's, and we're not out here to do that that's where, you know, a lot of you'll see the question is asked, you know, what can they do for me? And then the cliche response is, oh, you know, what are you going to do for them? And yada, yada. But it's like, really, you know, and, and to your point with the, with the um, nonprofit, right? You know, the money that goes in, it helps that financially support as a currency to support moving forward. And obviously, you know, money, they say it's the rural evil. It's not, it's, actually it's a it's a it's a gray area you know it's this it's this dollar amount that could go good or bad but the point is it, that's what's used in our world today to to function and move forward with being able to get things done sometimes yes physically but monetary 
Mm-hmm. However, being nonprofit, taking in those funds to redirect those funds towards things to move forward, right? Which is certifications and doing little things that help move forward. You know, that paper, that, that uh, certificate gets printed on the ink. That costs money. That just doesn't come from some random out of the sky, you know, <laughs> mystical place, right? With unicorns and rainbows. So that it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't understand, you know, Oh, they've got X amount of people, all this money. And it's like, are, is the association in a position that they're doing good? Yes. Financially there's, they're in the positive, but that doesn't mean that's money that, you know, we're going to buy new shoes, going to the club, getting a new vehicle. You know, yeah. we don't have a, a, a wrapped, you know, van that's yeah. rolling around the country <laughs> saying join IDA today kind of thing. And we have a pop-up sign-up tent that pumps out the back of it. But to your point though, it's, it's the vision, right? Cause everybody who's in a committee on the board, all volunteer. Yeah. So it's, it just helps keep it going forward for the better of our industry. And some people, some people see the vision. Some people don't. Some people are such, they're negative about it that they, they don't even want to have anything to do with it. And so be it, you know, and the good thing about the IDA is that regardless of how people think and what their opinion is, the IDA always has open arms. Yeah. <clears throat> that, and that's, that's, the, that's what makes them different. Everybody different. Yeah. You know, I've had a couple, I think since I started with the IDA, I went to training with Randy and while I was up there, I scheduled an IDA meet and greet. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know I can do that. He's like, yeah, jump on. You know, Chris Woman helped me come up with the flyer and we did it. We invited Randy and people had like about 50 something detailers in my shop, you know, and I invited, uh, you know, shine supply was right down the street for me at 3d chemical guys. We brought them all in. Everyone showed up and it was a good thing. And when I saw that of detailers coming in from, you know, all over, you know, some, some guys drove 150 miles just to come to the shop and hang out. I mean, not with me. They knew I was going to have shine supply there. They knew I was going to have ready there. You know, we had a couple, you know, guys have been in the industry for a long time, but took time out of their, their day to come out and represent. And it really, I didn't even know what to say, you know, about the idea at the time I was just getting started. Um, and ever since then, I try to have one, you know, COVID kind of slowed it down, but uh, I've been doing these, well, we did one with Jason Rose, like a virtual meet and greet. I was mm-hmm. on there a co-host with him, um, but I've had a few other meet and greets here at the shop. And, you know, not every, it's not to get a recruiting to to get everybody to join, but it really shows all the other detailers that show up that we are just a community, you know. And when I open up my shop to everyone around me and, you know, as people like to say, the competition, I don't care all my stuff displayed. I mean, there's not a secret of what we use. I mean, yeah. I heard back in the day it used to be a secret of what was being used and whatnot. Now it's like I just like to bring it in and just get to talk to everybody and just talk shop, you know, and, and I find a lot of detailers reaching out just randomly, like, Hey, how do I get involved in IDA? Hey, how do I do this? You know, I've had, I brought Prentice up from San Diego as an RT to do certification in my shop. Um, about a year ago, he was there, he was here. And then that guy got into this company. Now they want us to go and certify the whole, you know, his whole detail shop, you know, of a, of a company that just got started up and they want everybody certified. So it's like, yeah, let's, let's get an RT and get it going. And, and that's the biggest thing. A lot of people seek it and a lot of people don't. I don't pay attention to the ones that don't, you know, the ones that want it that, you know, they're going to come out and find us. And I, I always like to talk about it more as a pride of belonging. And, you know, and, yeah. and there, there is a consumer website out there now that's going to, I think, attract a lot of people because I've been pushing it here in Ventura County. And there's only two of us on the IDA and I've had other guys be like, Hey man, I see that you guys have a website, but I, how, how do I get on the map? Oh, you got to be part of the IDA. I mean, put you on the map. He's like, that's it. I said, that's it. You know, <laughs> become a member. 
Um, you know, and it's a good thing. I, I always say it's a good thing. And, and again, it just comes down to the pride of belonging. And I'm proud to be part of the idea. You know, when I go to these trade shows, I literally ask, is the idea going to be there? We're going to have a booth, we volunteer, we give our time. And I've met some really, really cool people at some of these trade shows that I oh, still yeah. keep in contact every day because of that IDA booth, whether they yep. joined or not. I mean, you just and networking, you, right? That's, yeah, that's networking life. That's huge. I network with detailers around the country. And, you know, there's some detailers across the world that, you know, I've done a podcast out there with Richard Hutchins and uh, there's guys that just follow me and start asking me questions about nonprofits, about car shows, you know, cars and coffees and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, then referral, right? When your customer moves across the country or across the state, you've networked with so many of these people that you could tell who's really doing it and who's not. So when you want to give the confidence of a referral, you've already done the work for your customer and just being able to refer that person. Oh yeah, I got that person in, you know, in Colorado or Florida or New York or Georgia, because I've seen them at a show multiple times. I know what their worth is. I know how they run their business. Yeah. yeah, and I, that, and that comes down to, man. I always look at the, the IDA map too, is, you know, if I can refer anybody, I'll pull up the map and be like, Hey, there's some guys, you know, in this area. And then I've I've sort of recorded a few cars that they moved out of the, out of the state, out of California, you know, they're in Kansas. They're in Minnesota, they're in Arizona, and it's just like, I just, oh, who, who can detail out there? Oh, well, you know, if I don't know anybody personally out there in that area, I'll look up the IDA and I say, just look up the IDA website, you know, and, and find a detailer through there. And, you know, I'll give them the information in the shop. I said, let them know that I referred you. Nine out of 10 times, they're going to call me back, be like, hey, dude, thanks for that referral. This yeah. guy's like, it, it's already coded. I just got a maintenance. I put them on a maintenance plan. Easy money for me, man. I was like, take it, you know. Well, that's the thing. Be- when you limit yourself with resources, you know, you're not part of networks. Let's just say in this day and age, most guys who are into codings or are some part of a coding network. Okay. So that's one platform, but that's it. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're in your own way and you don't want to get involved in all this other stuff, you've limited your outreach. Now, if you're part of, let's say detailers network, IDA, <laughs> and then, you know, multiple coding networks, and I, and I say this as an example, because I'm like you, I do this. I'm all part of all these networks. And when I have a customer, my first line of defense is detailers network and IDA, either mm-hmm. or. And then from there, I get I jump into the different coding networks that I'm part of, you know, whether it be GTEC or IGL or C-Course, any of these major premium base recognized brands that I know that I'm going to have good installers, good technicians, good business owners and detailers that I could refer out to because- some of these places, you know, across the country, sometimes it's hit or miss on where a network member may or may not be, if they're part of the network, not part of the network. Yeah. But again, to my point, if you're limiting yourself, you're not going to have all those different platforms to work off of to help favor your customer. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that, that's the same order that I go through, detailing network and then uh, the detailers network and then IDA and then go into codings. Who's who's out there? Who's installing? Yeah. A lot of it. I mean, I... I think I pretty much know some detailers throughout the country where it's easy to pick up. If not, I can always pick up the phone and, you know, I got a few in Texas. If they're not in Dallas or, you know, Austin, I can, who else is out there? I think there's one in El Paso from the group too, that it's just like, I just pick up the phone, but like, Hey, who do you guys got out there? If it's not too far from you, you know, and, and then they'll end up referring someone that they know in their local area, if they can't get to it. How much, do you think with your investment of time, you know, with moving forward, obviously, you know, four years in, you jumped right into the IDA, you've really expedited yourself. How much do you think, you know, in hindsight, has this put you forward and put your business forward to help your business grow even more with getting involved like this? 
Um, honestly, it's helped out a lot. You know, I, I, my, my clients see what I do, where I'm at. And, you know, it just, I stay active on social media. They, I, I don't say I have a big following, but I have the right following. And the following that I have is I don't really care to have followers like other detailers. You know, uh, yeah. people go to likes. I, I always tell everybody, hey, check in the shop, follow this, follow that. And that's how I get leads. That's how I get, you know, I don't do paid advertisement. But nope. yeah, I mean, my clientele, they, they come in all referral based through my local chamber is where I started. Um, I started, I invested a lot of time in that and became a chamber ambassador. You know, I go to a lot of ribbon cuttings. I support other businesses here. I network with them, but them seeing what I do in the detailing industry, they're just like, they're amazed. Like, wow, we didn't even know. It's intriguing, like, right? Yeah, when they're, they're on like, the outside looking like, in. You were, you were in Florida. You went, you know, you're a big bear again. You're doing this. Like when I went to Southern Detailers Conference last year, they're like, man, you went out to Kentucky for this. You go to SEMA and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a detail. And I always sell it. It's, we're just one big family, you know? This is what we do, and and they love it. They love to see it. They know when I'm gone. They'll be like, and any time that I post that I'm traveling somewhere with the detailing, I get all these messages. Hey, I know you're out there traveling, but I need to get on your schedule as soon as you get back. I need to get on your schedule. So I think it's built my business up pretty fast, you know. And again, it's what you put into it. Um, yeah. You know, I invested a lot of. I didn't invest a lot of money getting started. I don't have the most, you know, fanciest shop. I don't have a light tunnel. I don't have all the, you know, the latest and greatest stuff. But I put my investment in people. And when you invest in people and you build the relationships and they like you, that's when they're going to turn on. They're going to do business with you, you know. And, and, and it creates a story, right? And, yeah. and you always have something you can add to your story. And everybody loves a good story. Yeah. And that's inspiring. It's intriguing. And it keeps people, you know, wanting to talk to you and, and, and get involved with you. And when you don't have much of a story to tell because you're not engaging in these things, then you don't have much to offer with a story, you know, and it's you have multiple stories at that. But yeah. I look at it like the um, the guy who peaked in high school. Right. And that's the only story he's ever, ever, ever able to tell because after that, that was his peak in life. And throughout life, that's the only story he's ever been able to repeat. But that's it. Then he hits a wall as yeah. to where, like, the story continues. As long as you keep adding to your story and you have multiple stories, you'll always be able to, especially with the something that you're passionate about, because people see that passion burning and that fire burning inside of you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was just, and again, telling stories, I was just at a ribbon cutting. Uh, last week, you know, for, you know, it was a kid program, nonprofit, they take them out fishing. Great. I'm just walking around and some lady's like, oh, hey, Oscar, how's it going? And I started talking to her. She's like, hey, I've been following, like, how did you get to that car show up at uh, Monterey? Like, <laughs> like, she literally told me, like, my husband's been trying to get his car in there for like eight years and hasn't been accepted. And then here you are out there detailing them. Yeah. I just started talking to him. I said, I heard it's like 10, 11 years to get into the quail. But again, just that alone, you know, they saw it, never met her. They just follow me on social media through the chamber and just said, hey, like she just happened to stop me. And we started talking and I'm not the guys like, oh, here, you know, here's my card. Call me. I'm usually the last guy to give out a card. Some of them don't even carry cards. <laughs> I just say it's bad of me, but it's because I make it more personal, more about them than about me. I, I ask them more about their business and how can I help their business and drive business to them. And again, that's part of being in the chamber and a chamber ambassador. That's kind of what we do. We're all about referrals. We're all about the network and helping each other out. You know, let me help you out in your business. And then we'll worry about me later, you know, because once you help yep. someone out, it's naturally that they're going to nine times out of 10, they're going to come back and want to help you out. 
You know, yeah. if I'm driving business to you, you're gonna be like, hey, at one point, let me throw this guy a bone, you know, and then just say, hey, if anybody always asks, you're at a restaurant, you know, you spill something, hey, I know I got a detailer, you know, and that's just what I tend to do. And it, it just seems to work for me that way. And that's just no, the way it, it plays out. You know? When that's, you focus on the conversation, you know, asking about them, it, it gets them comfortable, but it also, you know, it, it takes that off you to where you're not talking about yourself, your achievements or anything like that. And that's, I'm the same way. I try to talk to the customer and ask them about what their wants, needs, and how to help them. Yep. Yeah. That's how I always start off is, you know, what are you looking to get? What's your concern with the vehicle? And then just go from there. I I never come in and be like, Hey, you're going to get a five-year ceramic coating and this, this, and that. I don't even, I I usually start them off in express, you know, they fall in love with that. They're going to keep coming back, you know, and that's, that's usually, they, they just keep coming back. You know, nice. and it's always a, it's always a good thing, you know, when you get referrals from other business owners. And that's that's kind of the network that we've built here in this community. Now, again, chambers don't work. It's ch- the ch- a, a chamber in your town is kind of like the IDA. It's either going to hit or miss for you, whether you want to be involved in it or not. I have yeah. my chamber so much just because we're a very close knit community. You know, there's chambers, chambers around us within, you know, 10 miles down, you know, to another town. They're not as close as we are and they don't work like we do. It's more political. Um, yeah, really, it just comes down to I just happen to be in a great town where we care about our, you know, our local businesses, we support our local businesses, you know, just last night, I got an email from the CEO of the chamber, they want to use my trailer at the St. Patrick's Parade this year, you know, well, my truck happens to have a logo in it. So what truck's going to be pulling it? Mine. I don't got to pay nice. nothing, but I'm going to be in the parade. <laughs> you know, everyone's going to see my truck pulling that trailer with all the chamber ambassadors on there. So again, it's things like that, that when you give back, you know, to, to something, it's going to come back. And one thing that I've learned is giving back to these nonprofits, these organizations like the IDA, my chamber, and, you know, all the nonprofits that I work with here locally, it all pays out in the long run. You know, I'm not, I'm not in this to get rich, you know, right away. Uh, And I kind of came in the game a little bit late, but that's because this is my second career that I'm starting. You know, I've already did the Marine Corps. I already did that. Um, I, I do have a little bit of leadway when I say I do have my income coming in from that every month that takes care of home and bills and all that. So as long as my shop keeps paying for itself and, you know, and still making profits, it's, it's good, you know, and that yeah. kind of gives me the, the time to do what I, what I like to do and, you know, just give back and volunteer. And I always tell nonprofits when they come up, like, Hey, do you want to be a sponsor for this? Do you want to sponsor this car show? I'm like, wait, man, I'm not rich. I don't, I'm not into writing checks yet, but I'll give you time. You know, I'll organize the whole thing for you. And, they, and they're just like, great, take it off my plate, you know. And that's a that's a weird scenario when people do that, because you don't know if they're offering from their heart and they really would enjoy having you in your name with their, you know, with the, for the whole sponsorship or somebody asking for a handout. I'm using the sponsorship as leverage kind of thing. You know, it's kind of hard to figure out which way that direction is, you know, what their intentions are. And it's. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I hate to say it more often where they're doing it just to get some something out of it for themselves. Something free because they, they have no other way of doing it. And they have enough, enough balls to ask. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in, in being running towards for tots program opened up my eyes with how many people out there are willing to scam the system to get free toys. Yeah. You know, and how many yeah. people, you know, I had local targets. I remember we had a big issue up in uh, one of the states that I was in. A target called me and be like, hey, man, pe- there's people coming in. You're just exchanging $500 worth of toys because that's as much as a gift card that you can get back without a receipt. 
And they're like, and we think it's toys from you guys. So we ended up, you know, sharpening all the, wow. the barcodes off, off of the toys. My Damn. Marines hated it. They hated me for it. But guess what? They, they didn't even bother to look. They took them back. And I told them, I said, hey, if they try to take them back, they're sharpened. So, yeah, they called us in and we went in and it was unfortunately a nonprofit taking toys from us, returning them and getting gift cards to Target. In return, they were buying whatever they wanted, you know. So there is, unfortunately, there is people out there like that. Um, when I first got into business, I was all about, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll help you. Yes, I'm not. And I've learned to pull back. My insurance agent, Stephanie Seip, who I do partials with, she's like, friend, you got to stop. Like, you're so busy. Like they're at one point, they're just using you. And it took for her to tell me they're just using you. Like, you know, you're doing all these big events and they don't even put your banner up. They don't even announce you. They don't share nothing. Like they're literally just using you to do the work. And, you know, and I pulled back a lot and I, I literally vet out the nonprofits that I do get involved with and, you know, the ones that I don't and nothing against the ones that I don't. But I've also had people be like, hey, man, I want to get, you know, some gift certificates for a veteran, you know, nonprofit. And I want to get all these veterans in. And the first guy that came in with the gift certificate was the guy who asked me for them, the guy who owned it. And I'm like, I thought this was for vet. He was like, well, I'm a veteran. I'm like, well, I'm a veteran too. You know, I detail my truck once a week for free. I don't pay myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that. So that, that kind of opened up my eyes where it's more of me giving time than giving money, you know? And, you know, someone just asked this week, uh, just yesterday, they asked me to help them out with trophies because every car show that we have out here, we make unique trophies. Uh, we have a made, no one has our trophies. They're just very unique. They're made to the occasion. Um, so they asked us and I was like, well, I'm not going to go through a trophy store because I got someone that can make custom stuff knowing yeah. that, I, that I can trust this person. that's not going to burn me for. Yeah. Trophy you know, store is a cookie cutter too. Yeah. You know, I don't give out just the basic gold car thing. You know, we have very unique trophies for our car shows that go to the nonprofit. So, you know, my next car show is April 3rd for Autism Rock. It's called Autism Rocks. Um, you know, so it's got to be something puzzle pieces and it's not your average trophy. And people literally come to our car shows to try to get these cool trophies, you know. So it, it's 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 a fine line that they're playing. And just uh, today I seen in one of the groups, they asked about, you know, how do we get into doing events or hosting car shows to get brand recognition, you know? And what I say to that is like, you're already doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're just going to go out there to get your name out there, they're just going to see your name on a flyer. If people are talking about all the good things that you did help them do, then they're going to sell your story and they're going to sell the story that you helped them make. And they're going to start selling your brand. Yeah. You could still put your brand forward. There's just a kind of a right and wrong way to do that. Right. Correct. I mean, there's, yeah. You know, you still want, there's the give and take, you know, you can't just be all in for yourself there, you know, I mean, gosh, when I do garage sales at my house, I mean, I don't do them all the time, but a couple that I've done, I get out there, I pop a tent up, I bring out the grill, I serve these people hot dogs that are coming and, and burgers as they're stopping by, I don't even charge them. But <laughs> the point behind it is it's a give and take, right? Yeah. Here I am, I'm having a garage sale trying to sell my stuff that I don't want no more. But I'm also feeding people as they come up. And what's that doing? It's drawing more people in that are buying more. Yeah. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I'll tell you what, we usually end up selling everything that we put in the front yard. So yeah, it's it's that attention getter, you know? Yeah. This little what I do, uh, when I set up my car shows, um, you know, I have my canopy. I take my table. I just kind of pick and choose of what I, how I want to present myself out there with yeah. type of services. So I got two old school pedal cars. 
you know, that instead of sandbags, I just take my pedal cars and I put them in the front and I tie them down on the bottom. That's my weight. Nice. I mean, they weighed about 50 pounds each. But what does that do? Every kid that passes by my booth goes to the pedal cars because they want to get in it. They want to take a picture. What do kids come with? Parents. What do parents yeah. have? Cars. And they're like, oh, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, you already got a toddler that wants to yeah. get in this. So I can only imagine your car, you know? And then at that point, we just start talking like, oh, you know, untie, let them take it, just bring it back, you know, and you'll be seeing my pedal cars throughout the car shows, you know, going everywhere. And, you know, the kids are having a great time, but they remember that they come back yeah. and like, you know what, let me get a car. You know what you do interiors, you do headliners, you do this. You, yeah, man, let me get a car. Let me get this. And then that's all it takes. I don't go out there. I don't I'm not selling anything. It's just me getting my name out there and, and building those relationships. You know, I, I don't really target those classic cars. Some of these guys, I mean, I do some higher end class. I would call them higher end because they're really show cars, guys that trust me with them. But a lot of people, a lot of those guys don't trust, you know, people just, just anybody. Cars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've had my Impala for the longest time. I don't think I've ever, ever let anybody like I never called on a mobile detailer or took it to a detail shop. Be like, here, do my car. It was always me. And that's the problem with these people are like, oh, you're getting all these cars. I bring detailers to my car shows. Help me judge the car show. Help me get it, you know, help me set up. Help me do that. You know, I bring in this guy from uh, Visalia. He sells products, you know, PNS products. And he comes down and sets up at the car show. He's trained with Rainy, you know, and he does all this selling. And when they're like, dude, you have a lot, give me your card. He's like, well, I'm actually not here, but here's Oscar's card. So he's over there selling all the services and all that stuff, you know, and I love Ron, you know, he's an older guy, but he does all of this and spits all this knowledge and then just hands him out my car because he's in our, he's in my town, you know, and he drove four hours to come here and sell products. So it's, it's that network, you know, that, you yeah. know, when you're able to bring in and some people, you know, some people like me for it, some people don't, but at the end of the day, if I can bring in 20 detailers to help me in a car show and help me judge and, you know, take these things around. Cause even our judging's a little bit different. Um, everything's, um, for the cause. So I like to keep the nonprofit is involved. So for autism, for the autism month is uh, I'm going to have a young autistic adult with the detailer walk around and they get to pick the car. The detailer is just there to show them the categories, but, you know, so I keep it all on, you know, rela related to the nonprofit for father's day, our car show there, it's uh, going to food share of Ventura County. We're getting some of their employees from food share that are going to be judging it. Um, along with some detailers. And I just bring in the detailers just for the knowledge of the cars and the different categories. If you're not a car person, it means that, you know, and people are like, why are you bringing detailers into your car show? Like you should be taking all that business. And I'm like, there's 350 cars here. I couldn't detail them off. I wanted to, I'm just not going to do it. You know, just, and you know, at the end of the day, we're the ones out there giving the, the trophies out on the microphone. People know our faces. You yeah. Know, it's funny how Stephanie and myself, we, we always, anywhere we go, they're just like, oh, you're the car show guy or you're the car show girl or you guys are the car show couple. Like <laughs> we're always doing car shows. And, and that's just how she's a state farm agent, you know, and I own a detail shop, but they've known us in this community for so long for doing this, that these car people know who we are now. Like, hey, when's your next car show? When are you guys putting it in? And we get messages all the time. Help us out with our car show. Put one together for us. You know, last year I did one for a, a local por um, police department here for their little cadet program. You know, we raised $12,000 in one day. They were able to buy a van and brand new uniforms for all their young cadets. Nice. And, and it was just because the chief of police knew who I was. 
for all the right reasons. <laughs> um, you knew who I was. And but you and have a was, military background. Yeah, no, we, background. A, we both went through a, a thing. It's called Ventura County Leadership Academy. I did a whole year of that here. Um, it just kind of gets you into the backsides of like politics and how the county runs and the cities and all that deals with like homeless, sewer, school education, nice. just what's really going on. So he had gone through the program. I was going through it. So he just told the sergeant, hey, hit this guy up. I said, hey, dude, I don't have, his trail was one week away from ours, from our Father's Day. I was like, look, dude, I don't have time for two meetings, but you're more than welcome to sit in ours. What I do at this one, I'm going to do at that one, just a different location. And, you know, we pulled it off. And this year I saw that they already have a flyer with my logo out there. And I'm like, I didn't even know I was involved, but they're already flying that flyer out there with my stuff out there. Like they automatically affiliate us by doing that because that's what we do. You know, I go in there and I don't say, Hey, I need 10%, 20% of what you're making. You know, and again, people get mad because people do that for a living event planning, you know, and, and they're like, Hey, you're just taking this away from us. But it's like, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for the nonprofit. You know, it's yeah. not about me. It's about the kids. And if it deals with the youth, I'm all about giving back to the youth. That, that's our future. That's the next, you know, business owner. That's the next detailer. That's the next, you know, president of the IDA. You don't know who you're going to affect in what kind of way. Yeah. Now, rewind a little bit back when you first got started, as far as how you got started, you know, you, did you, how did all that happen? Like, is it something that you just got a couple supplies and got to it? And, and how was that market looking for you? Were you intimidated? Because I mean, you know, having somebody like Jeremy from Shine Supply right in your backyard, I mean, I could see for a common person coming into the market, that could be quite intimidating. I mean, he has a huge reputation. Yeah, he's got a huge reputation. Yeah, huge ball and huge reputation. Um, you know, there's, I don't know how many times I drive around here and see guys wearing shine supply shirts, you know, that they, they sport that they fly and that's all good. And a lot of people don't know, but I mean, you know, but my shop was literally a block away from Jeremy's when I opened up my shop. Yeah. You know, but But I know you guys get along great. So that's why I want to be able to, I want you to um, tell that story. I I give credit where credit's due and, you know, Armando head out from one-on-one detailing in Santa Maria, California, you know, it all started with him. You know, he's a veteran, Marine veteran. We served together. Um, You know, we were out, out, out of country around the same time. And then he got out, started detailing, you know, I'm not sure how he got into it, but he's the one that got me into it. He's the one that pushed me and, you know, came down to Ventura. We were mobile for a while, got into a shop. He ended up going back to Santa Maria doing his thing. And I just kind of ran with it. Um, and it is kind of intimidating, but, you know, and the first stop that I went to when I went into training, because I believe he de- he trained with detailing.com, you know, a few years back. And when I got into it, I walked into Shine Supply. I was like, oh, detail training, does this exist? I walked in there and, you know, I could have got away with it. But again, that integrity, you know, I, yeah. talked, to, I talked to him, talked to the staff. They're like, this is not like, where are you from? Let me see your driver's license. Well, at the time, I still had an Arizona driver's license, you know, so I could have just said, hey, yeah, there's my Arizona driver's the license. Radar. Train me, and then I'm going to go open up, but I don't want to burn that bridge. But as soon as yeah. he was like, hey, like, I don't train locals, you know, whatever. And that's completely understandable. You know, you got to, he's got to watch his market on what he's training and what he's teaching. He doesn't want to train someone, and then they're going to come out and underprice them by 50%. You no, know, I'm, it, I'm the same way with my yeah. one-day trainings. I... I don't try and people kind of get like, they, they get upset about it. And it's like, listen, I have market share and I need to maintain that market share. Yeah, trust you gotta, me, you gotta we're good now, but a month from now, we might not be good for whatever reasons. And then you yeah. want to go using, now you've already gone through my training. I can't take that back. And I've kind of let you in on business secrets, not trade secrets. There's 
not like you yeah. mentioned earlier, there's not much of that much anymore. You know what I mean? Because there's so much out there. But business side, that's a whole other ball game. And if that gets compromised, then yeah. So yeah, and, and a lot of it is I, I've seen it here. Oh, you know, I train with him. I know everything he does, but I don't know why he's charging so much. And then they underprice him. You know, it, yeah. it's the same thing. And a lot of people ask me why do I bring other detailers in, and why do I want them in the IBA? Like it doesn't really matter because once they're in the IBA and once we're together we can work together and keeping the market the same, you know, but I mean, going back to that is, you know, I went to there, he told me that I found the next closest one and I trained out with, I found 3d and I went through their five day program, you know, and did and, you jump right into coatings after 3d and stuff like that? Like the correction uh, and coatings. I mean, the meat and potatoes of where yeah, the industry yeah. is. Right when, now. I went to, when I went to 3d, they, they have an awesome instructor up there. Um, I would, I learned all rotary. You know, yeah, he, put us behind, he put us behind a rotary and we did a great big Chevy truck. Um, you know, we wet, we sanded the whole thing down and literally he showed us different machines, but he's a rotary guy, you know, and yeah. he was just like, you know, you guys run rotary and that's what we spent five days on. And, you know, we did everything else in here and all that stuff. But again, Armando had all the knowledge already with the coatings and I was just kind of trailing him. So, yeah, once we got into the shop, we started getting into it, you know, and then, like I said, he went back up and. I just followed in with, with the IDA and, you know, Rennie's training and just kind of took off from there. And, and it, it really, I fall back to the education of the industry. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can find on YouTube. There's, you know, there's a lot of things out there that you can learn on your own or, you know, come up with your own. But at the end of the day, I fall back to the industry because again, I want to be able to tell that story when people walk into my shop and they see certificates on the wall. I'm like, Oh, yeah. what is this? Well, you did it all based on integrity and, you know, the personality and the type of person that you are, that you've grown to be. And that says a lot because that allowed you to be able to step into that market and, and get respect from the local people that were already established, you know, such as people yeah. like John supply and places like that. And, and, and be able to move forward and build a relationship yeah. And, and and still have plenty of people beating down your door for business. Yeah, when I when I first had my my first IDA meet and greet, I called Randy and I was like, hey, like, do I invite Shine Supply? And he was like, yeah. He's like, put your big boy pants on, walk up the street, and invite him. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. And he came. And I mean, him. I remember uh, one Thanksgiving, he drove by. He's got a little golf cart. <laughs> you know, they, they drive around from shop to shop up there. And uh, I'm not by that shop anymore, but. He came by and gave me, a, you know, a Thanksgiving card, a Christmas card. Like, that's just the relationship that we have. We know we're here. Yeah. You know, there's another big shop, showroom detailing. That guy happens to be an owner or um, my neighbor right across from me where we live is another detailer that's been doing it. You know, that's the name of his business. Showroom detailing. <laughs> Damn, but here I am thinking I'm unique. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's how I started with JL showroom detailing, but now showroom auto salon. I get sh- yeah. Gosh. Honestly. Yeah. No, uh, no yeah, is there I mean, any other 805s out there? Yeah. Nah, not spelled out. Like, there better not be. <laughs> nah, nah, I, I did my research on that. But, you know, that's what it started with is just having that mutual respect and yep. not not coming into this industry, you know, bad mouthing anybody, you know, especially around the area. I'm all about working, you know, 3D, the local 3D store here. They have my cards there. They give them out to, to customers or detailers. If detailers have a lot of questions, They'll be like, hey, hit this guy up and he'll talk to you. And some of them do. Some of them show by the shop and I'll talk shop with them. You know, guys that are just getting started. Um, and even if they want to get into training, I share a lot of the training that's out there um, for the one days for Rainy and, and PNS. 
And, you know, guys hit me up all the time about it. And we've sent a couple from this area to go do the one day extreme training. I think there's two or three, but they're mobile. And what they do is they push out of Ventura County. They either go to LA or they go to Santa Barbara, you know, and they're, they're killing it out there in the mobile game. You know, they took that one day extreme course and they're killing it on coatings. I see this guy, black diamond detailing, he's killing it out oh, there. Oh yeah. You know, he's, he's killing it. Cause why he took the one day, he's got the certificate. He's got it right on his van. And he's, I see all his stories and he's just, I'm just like, dude, good on you. You know, those are cars that were not going to drive 45 minutes into yeah. my shop anyways. But he's loud and proud of what yeah. he's accomplished and people yeah. love that. And that's why I don't understand how some, some people who get into detailing that, you know, they, they shy away from these certificates. They think they're BS and they're, and then they wonder why they can't get business and they're always beating themselves up on why they can't get enough business or it's the mediocre person. Well, I've got enough business to pay my bills. I don't need to, I don't need to charge an arm or leg. I don't need to go get certifications. My customers don't even pay attention to that. It's like, it's a mindset and it's a mentality that just you're in your own way. Yeah. You know, we've got guys out here. I talk to them. Like I said, I don't, I don't like the drama. I don't like, you know, any of that stuff. I, I really don't. And there's guys that tell me like, dude, you're wasting your time. Like I've been doing this for 20 years you know, you don't need this. I don't have training. And I'm like, well, that's cool, bro. Like you learn based off experience. That, yeah. That's great. I'm not hating on you because you don't do it. That's just me. I said, but if you're going to tell me I'm wasting my time, I'm literally wasting my time talking to you. Yeah. But then <laughs> it's like, damn, 20 Another, years. Yeah. <laughs> Four. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I 100% agree with you. We'll just that, leave it at that. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, it comes down to, it's just that man. I just, I, I try to stay very humble. I humble myself yeah. every morning. I have my routine. Um, you know, when I come into my shop, grateful for what I have. Um, and, you know, and it's just, it's starting to kind of sink in, um, you know, as I'm getting into closer into year five, going into this year, mid of this year, I think will be like year five coming into it and of where I've come from and, and what I've built, you know, and, and being able to just take the time, you know, some of the other guys tell me like, you know, how, how, do, how can you afford to go to mobile tech? How can you afford to go to SEMA? And it's like, you save money, <laughs> you know, you don't go out and, and spend everything. And, you know, I got it's like, there's, there's time management. There's also financial management. Yeah, it's part of the business. It's part of the business. Yeah. You know, I put money away. I put money away. It sits in the account, you know, having two different, you know, accounts and within the business and breaking it down. And again, that goes down to, it's great to be a good detailer, but are you a good business person that's going to be able to take you to these events, to be able to network, you know, to be able to, you know, interact with, you know, like in your guys' booth, I saw you guys were busy at Mobile Tech. You know, a lot of detailers are like, you know, it's everybody's there. And, and, and I just kind of sit back and watched everything for a few, for a few hours with Chris uh, Williams. We were just like, man, this is crazy. Like yeah. so many people came out for that, that it's oh, yeah. like, but then so many people did it. And it's just like, well, why? It's like, you know, oh, I'm grinding seven days a week, nonstop. You know, I had that mentality. You know, yeah, if I'm not working we, in seven we days all a week. Have, I get it. It's the hustle inside of you. And when you are a hustler at that, you don't want to stop. It doesn't shut off, but you have to learn the balance. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I learned. I would say about going into COVID, I learned how to balance it. COVID humbled me a lot when they, they shut down my shop for three months. Like the city shut down and I, I had nothing. And, you know, unfortunately those connections within my community and my logistics background, they were like, Hey, you want to come help us out at food share and hand out food in the community? Sure. I was volunteering for a while. Eventually I became a private contractor to them and they were paying me. I did that for a whole year while I was still running my shop. And that even put me on the map out here of like, Hey, that's the detailer handing out food at the fairgrounds. 
you know, six hours every Monday. And I was doing this six, seven days a week, but you know, that mentality, it kind of just took me off. And now I just kind of have a, a mindset of once a month, I, I get away for the shop for either a three-day weekend or a four-day weekend. I just pull out of Ventura. I get out, whether it's, you know, I was in Arizona doing training with Detail Boss in December, Mobile Tech, January, Rennie and Big Bear for in February, March. I don't know, I'll plan something, you know, I'll get away for four or five days. You know, and I just yeah. stay for these little trips. And it's not like I'm traveling across the world. I'm not going to Italy. No, but two, three stuff. days is enough to help reset. Yeah, go out. And uh, sometimes I go south of the border to my mom's ranch down there. And, you know, she lives out in the mountains where we have a property out there and there's nothing out there. And that's the perfect place nice. to go reset, go hike and read a book and then come back and, and do it again. And, you know, I didn't always have that mentality, but that seven days a week, you know, 24-7 detailing to 9 p.m. and you know, all that stuff. It's not, it's just not for me no more. And I, and I hope it's not, I mean, it's, I get it. I understand the hustle, but it's just not for me. I, I like to get away. I like to even pull away from the shop. If I, in between cars, like my gym's right down the street, I go work out for an hour and then come back and, you know, and do it. And some people are like, why are you always posting you're at the gym? Do you even work? Why are you always hiking? <laughs> you know, why are you just riding your bike on the beach? Cause that's what I like to do. You know, I get yeah. away. It's time management, my management, you know, Time management, mind management is the way I like to call it. You got to so, train your, your mind. No, 100% agree. And that's, that's, that's the way you, you navigate through whether, you know, life in general is being able to do that. You know, you can't just take it as it comes and hope it works out. You got to really manage everything with time, money, life, mentality, family, all of it, business. Yeah. Um, we are coming up on time, Oscar, and I know yep. you got things to do as well. However, What's some advice you could put out there for the listeners, detailers, anybody who takes the opportunity to dial into listening to the podcast? Um, this is something one of my one of my mentors told me is when I first got into it and I got into the detailing network group and, and he told me, don't compare yourself to someone that's been doing this longer than you. And, and I think that's something that I see a lot on social media. People are coming into the industry like myself, fairly new. But, you know, we want to get to the top. We're shooting, we're trying to be on, you know, at your level, as I would say, you know, with Buff and Shine and, you know, got all these things with Auto Geek and they're just trying to shoot too fast to get up there. And I, I, that always sunk with me. It's like, I can't compare myself to Shine Supply, you know, and I've had customers ask me, well, what's different between him? And, yeah, what's different is he's got about 25 years on me or about 20 years on me. That's you don't the, look at though. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I was like, he's got time on me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the difference. He's got that experience. He's got a product. Um, but I've never sat here and, and constantly going on social media, trying to compare myself to other people. I do me. Yeah. And you know, and that's what I would have to say to these detailers out there is just do you work on yourself, work on your business and everything's going to come out just fine. You know, stop comparing yourself to other detailers, especially across the country. They have no effect on you. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know their story, you know, you don't know what or why, you know, even for myself, like nothing that I've, I've, I've been able to have opportunities put in front of me. I didn't ask for any of it. Like nothing was ever, I personally went after and asked for it. There's just the integrity. I heard you say, I heard you say on the bead maker and coffee, it's organic. It just happens. Yeah. Just do the right thing. Just, just, you know, just do your thing and, and do it with integrity, not trying to get anything out of it. And then you'd be surprised what blooms from that naturally. And it becomes organic and authentic. Yeah. I mean, someone asked me while I was at Mobile Tech, man, you're so young in this. How are you on the board already? I thought you had to be like a, you know, 
a seasoned detailer to be on the board. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just, I volunteered on some yeah. committees. I did my time. I do good, I guess. And then someone nominated me and they called me and said, hey, someone nominated. Do you want to be on it? What does it consist of? And they told me, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I did it all last year and I'm going into this year, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where it happens organically if you want it to, but. And, or if you manifest. Yes. If you continue to put the positive into whatever you want to call it and just manifest that idea because things happen. Ironically, it just keep shooting for, you know, direct, indirect, and just be humble about it. Like you had mentioned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. I can't compare myself, you know, like I, like I like to, like, I like to call him my favorite Cuban out there, uh, William Lara. <laughs> I can't compare myself to what he's got. You know, I, I follow him. I bought some stuff off of him and I love seeing what he's doing, you know, and um, I can't compare myself to someone like that. If I'm on this coast and he's on that coast, I don't know what, you know, what he's, what his market is like. And I don't know if he doesn't know what my market is like. And a lot of people like to take that into consideration. Like, oh, you're in Southern California, but you detail, you know, daily drivers. Why don't you have exotics in there? Well, I'm not in the exotic market. Yeah. If you know anything about Ventura? The exotic cars are in LA and Santa Barbara. They totally yeah. skip us. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And they don't know the market. They just they, assumption because yeah, it's they, California. They, and it's like, well, listen, is you know, we'll see a Lamborghini once in a while here, you know, <laughs> when we're clearing on the highway, but it's on its way to Santa Barbara to a mansion yeah. up there. It ain't stopping yeah. in Ventura. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is, is a lot of people just get that misconception. Like, oh, you're in this area. You should be doing, you know, high-end cars and this and that. And it's just like, there's, you know, there's no high-end cars here. And if there is, they're tucked away and they don't pull them out. You know, there, there's, there's a few, but, you know, for what they're going to get a wash and that. And, and that's hard to, again, to compare yourself to someone across the country or, you know, like the Kimball's up North, you know, or Shane Mayfield, you know, one of my mentors that's up there in Oregon, like it's hard to compare when they have so many years in the industry and so much knowledge. And I've seen that deteriorate detailers, you know, trying to compare themselves and, you know, always on social media, looking for what this guy's doing, what that guy posted, what this guy posted. It's just time consuming and, you know, use that time, put it in your business, work on yourself. And then everything else will come out, you know, and it's when you work on yourself and you're okay with yourself and what you're doing, your business is going to do good, you know, because it shows, it shows in your work. It shows, you know, when your customers walk in, it shows if you're having a good day or a bad day, you know, and that's why I always, I read a lot of books, man. And a lot of it is, you know, self-improvement books. How can I improve myself? How can I be a better person? How can I change my mindset? And it's changed my life because it's made me a better person, which in return makes you a better business owner. I 100% agree. I'm not as big as a reader. I read people and I watch and I know what I do want to, where I want to go with, with things and where I don't want to go by the mistakes others make. Yeah. <laughs> I, watch, I do a lot of people watching too. We do like, <laughs> um, so with that said, I appreciate you being on on behalf of Buff and Chine. We definitely, you know, always love having guests on and especially you being an operator position and moving so fast and coming up in the industry, you know, kudos to you and everything you've done much appreciated and being part of the IDA, of course, that's, that's huge. And I look forward to seeing you being, and I'm going to put this into existence, the next IDA president that's up and coming. I'm going to say that now because that's what was said to me before I even knew it hit me and smacked me in the face. And then next thing you know, we're four years later. So, <laughs> yeah. So you never know. I, I, I feel that's a thing with, with who you are and your personality. I definitely, I, I want to put that into existence for you. So thank you for being on. Thank you for your time, Oscar. Again, episode 
Reflection Artist Live episode number 63. Uh, and you could find this on any of the podcast platforms. Uh, and of course, it's live right now on Facebook on our Reflection Artist page. So you could share it from there, watch it from there at a later date. Uh, and everybody that's at home, uh, I hope you're not at home, I hope you're working. But <laughs> wherever you may be listening, watching, or doing your thing, thank you for tuning in. So, Oscar, we'll catch you on the flip side. And thank you again for taking right. the time out. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.